What's up, everybody? I'm Jamal. And I'm Brandon. And this is The Way We Ball. That's all she wrote, Brandon. The season's over. A season that we did not expect, I think it's safe to say. Uh, you have any final words to wrap this season up? Uh, in three words or less, I would probably say sad and uplifting. Uh, we played like shit, man. I mean, we got destroyed in that game uh, right from the get. I mean, Vela had two chances really early. I mean, like in the second minute, he put it on frame, quite literally hitting the crossbar. It was a sad time for us to probably play our worst game. Well, we played one of our worst games. Um, it was not pretty at all. It was very sloppy. Interestingly enough, Ben Olsen came after after the fact and mentioned the poor pitch quality um, that LAFC had, B- BMO or BMO, whatever it's called. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's any there's any weight to those comments? Do you agree with him? Do you disagree? I never saw a moment where I was like, oh, it looked like they slipped or, oh, the pitch came apart. So when I heard that, I don't know, I just I felt like that was kind of a weak excuse. It didn't look like LAFC was complaining about the pitch and it just didn't come off that way on the television. So maybe when you're on the field, it's a different story, but I I felt like they just outplayed us. It wasn't the field. Yeah, we were, those were my uh, feelings. Exactly. We were definitely outplayed. I didn't like that. He came out with that. Um, it just made us look like we were looking for excuses at that point. Um, if anything, we played very sloppily. All, all of our weapons just, weren't doing anything for us. Quinones was quiet. Every time he did get the ball, it would get taken away from him. Um, they knew exactly the, they covered his right foot. They knew exactly <laughs> where he was going to go with the ball. So they were on top of it. Dorsey was quiet, but to be honest with you, I don't really blame Dorsey because who was, who was Dorsey guarding? Boyanga. And you cannot, you cannot go too far up on, on Boyanga and let him free. So I was okay with Dorsey playing a little more defensively. I'm okay that he wasn't an offensive presence. At the end of the day, his primary job is to play that right back role, be a defender, and he did that. Everything fell on the offensive shoulders. Coco probably had his most disastrous game of the season. I hope that Ben already has his contract written up with whatever team he decides to go to in <laughs> Europe because I am just he, – he got such a pass. I don't recall another Dynamo player getting this big of a pass from the fan base, again, because we know what he's capable of and we all think of Panama Coco. But it was just turnover after turnover. There was a few times he would try to cross it over to Dorsey or try to cross it to the wing, and there was just no weight on the ball, and it would just get turned over. He played really sloppily. There wasn't a bright spot. Heck, Areta was was decent. He didn't he didn't shine at all. Um, if anything, I would say Artur. He didn't really have any big mishaps. He was solid. He he played the way he usually does. Mikael had a solid game as well until he got concussed, which I have to say. As soon as he got up and I saw his eyes, I knew he was out. I've <laughs> had that look before. That, That is when you're seeing birds fly around your head. <laughs> um, so I hope he gets well from that. Um, that looked kind of rough. But it was just a frustrating game. And it was everything that we've complained about as a fan base got exposed to the 10th degree. And that was Coco having his, his rough patch in the playoffs, which you brought up, I feel like, before anyone else did. <laughs> and icing on the cake, paired. Yeah, disappeared, just disappeared. And um, it, it, that'll lead us to, to our next segment where we talk about all the moves that were made today. Um, we're recording this Monday night, but that midfield is just too good to have somebody like Baird up top. 
I had no faith in him. I felt like he should have been subbed out even sooner than what he was. Um, I mean, it's a game that I hope to forget. I hope that the rumor mill starts tomorrow because I'm just, I'm frustrated thinking about this game. At the end of the day, we, I, I said it after SKC. To me, that was our Super Bowl. That was our, our big match because we finish on a high note in front of a home crowd, in front of a ton of casuals. So those folks are going to be thinking about that Dynamo come next year, come, come season opener. So I'm glad that we finished a high note in front of the home crowd. It's just frustrating for all those folks that traveled. I know Orange Hex went out there. Um, <laughs> I just feel terrible for all those guys that made that trip and just to have that performance displayed. Um, did you have any any other? I can go off on this. Did you have anything you wanted to add about it? No, man, you you nailed so much of like the exact same frustrations. The only highlights that I can say that was probably like in the first 15 minutes, the cross from Herrera to Baird and Baird just didn't put it away. Outside of that, that was kind of our really only biggest threat of the game. We had the Coco blast from deep. That was a good shot, but like it was just right at the keeper, but wasn't really going to do anything. Bossy had another curler from the outside as well, but you kind of hit you kind of hit the head with like the nail on the head right there when you mentioned how disappearing that's probably the word to describe so much of what happened. That killer instinct we had disappeared. Bossy kind of disappeared in this playoffs. Baird most definitely disappeared and didn't finish. And it was just, even our tour played so well in the back, but we didn't really have any threats scoring. It just fell apart. And we kind of were lucky to get through Salt Lake and get that early goal against Sporting KC, then Clark played out of his mind. But unfortunately against LAFC, you were exactly right. We just didn't really have much bright spots. There's not one player, even on the Hollingtag goal. Like when you really look back on it, Shetinko wasn't covering very well. He gave up the header on that. And then on top of that, Baird and Dorsey on the backside just kind of let Hollingshead run right through and put it in. And you can also even blame Clark for allowing him to ricochet. So there were so many things that were just ugly, but at the end of the day, I'm still happy where we are. You know, like we need to keep that in perspective. We made it to the Western Conference final where we have been just bottom feeders for so long that I am feeling positive. And that's why, like I said, three words or less sad because we played absolutely awful and disappeared when we were at a moment of height and uplifting because I know our future's bright where you're exactly right. If we can pair some extra special guys with these players, man, we are going to really make a run and we better do it soon because Herrera's 33, man. And it's like, do you really think he can play at this elite level again next year and the following year? Like his clock is ticking. So we got to make moves now. Speaking of it, Ed, I, I forgot to mention that that first pass to Baird was beautiful on point, yeah. just pinpoint. I mean, having a clinical finisher up there, it would have been curtains. It would oh. have been a goal for sure. It was beautiful. 100%. And I was just so excited, but you know, when you face a team like LA, you have to fight fire with fire and you need to, because you're not going to stop them from scoring. You're just going to slow them down. And we just, we couldn't, once they hit that goal, I was like, oh, that does not, <laughs> when they scored first. And that was the stat, right? Both of us, whoever scored first, uh, won the game, I believe, um, uh, based on the the history of this current season. But um, yeah, for me, my three words or less to describe the season um, exceed all expectations. Nobody thought we'd be here. Nobody was really sure of this coaching staff. I was one of them. I was not a fan of Ben. I wasn't sure about Pat and look where we are. So I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm excited because we've mentioned many times we have a foundation to finally build on. 
that's never really been the case. And the foundation we did have was not anything promising or anything to be excited about. I'm excited about this foundation. I'm excited. I'm even more excited after today's uh, transaction moves um, as far as exercising the option. So I believe we're, we're going to, we're going to do some good things this off season with the flexibility we now have after releasing some players. Um, and at the end of the day, look, we're, we're going against a stacked LAFC with one DP, <laughs> one designated yeah. player. So hopefully that gets fixed. Um, we've already fixed one problem with teenage. Um, now we just got to figure out what happens with Sebas. But um, I mean, the future looks bright, man. We exceeded all expectations, and I believe we still have a lot of room to grow. We're not in that elite club because I watched that Eastern Conference final match beforehand, and I was like, I don't think we're ready for either of these guys. And <laughs> um, I think we're a really, really good MLS club. We're not an elite MLS club just yet. Give us some DPs, give us some cash to spend, and I think we will be there. I honestly think in terms of the entire league, us finishing fourth, is pretty spot on. I mean, that's kind of where I think we are. We're the fourth best team. That's not a bad thing to say from where we've been, you know, like we got to keep that into perspective there. Now you're exactly right. The East just has some of those killers at the top, man, like where we are chasing those folk, but a couple of moves, add on some additions. We've, we're keeping this core intact. I think it's smart to do this. It seems like we all understand in terms of the fan base and the front office that this is a small window that we have to really kind of run through, I, I've got faith, man. I really do. I, I'm really feeling uplifted. Great semi-conference. There's really not much else to say in terms of this game besides we just played like crap. We got beat. But hey, you know, this next season, I think it's we can really start to have some expectations, and that's saying something. So that's a good segue. Um to talking about um, next season. Well, before we even go there, let's talk about that final. Who do you have winning? Um, have you looked into the betting odds yet? Of course I looked into the betting odds. Uh, so <laughs> in terms, because we all have to remember Columbus is hosting. So in terms of money line, crew are favored at plus 120, LAFC plus 215. If you're thinking it's going to be settled in extra time or penalty, so you want to bet the draw plus 245. Uh, the over-under, they're expecting goal galore. The over for two and a half is minus 115. And then surprisingly, my apologies, actually, the under is two and a half at minus 105. So they're really not giving you much there in terms of good over under in terms of goals. But the the betting, that's pretty solid, man. I might take the draw plus 245 and then I don't care who wins. You know, you're going to just make money no matter what. But if I have to bet one, I think Columbus is just is pretty unstoppable. Unless Bowanga special that day, which could be very plausible. Yeah, uh, even on top of that. And that was another thing that I had forgot to mention. When uh, Columbus and, and the Cincinnati ma matchup, when Columbus had their subs in, they changed the game. We don't have that. And hopefully we exactly. do. Uh, we fix that. Because uh, I remember we started making changes and none of those changes made me confident. Like as much as I love Thornrose, um, <laughs> he doesn't give you the confidence that you know you got when, when Columbus made their changes. But back to the subject, um, I'm going Columbus too. They just... They look so good, man. They look so good playing in front of that home crowd. Those guys are amped up after this past week. Um, I don't see, I don't see LA, LA going in there and taking it. Dude, Ramirez, I mean, he was the hero. You're exactly right. Cincinnati led with everything but with 15 minutes remaining in that game, 2-0. And then Columbus just showed you why they're so elite and so deep. Bringing on Christian Ramirez, who put away two goals, and then the winner in the 114th, which was a 
simple tap. And then Julian Gessel is just, he's special, man. If we can get that guy, I would love a player like him. He can play center. He can also play the wing. He would be a great addition to bring on. That kid, that kid is is awesome, man, especially for MLS. Like, he's really, really good. It's funny. Uh, so I try to host, like, a little watch party for the Dynamo match, which was probably not the match that you want to invite people to watch a, game, uh, watch a Dynamo <laughs> with because everybody was bored out of their mind. But uh, – Somebody had made the comment like, well, that game before us, they were up to nothing and look what happened. And I was like, no, it's, it's a different monster. We're not Columbus. Yeah, we don't have those goal scorers, man. That's that's the big difference. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Um, I It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a, a fast pace. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but more than anything, I am looking forward to this offseason. Cannot wait for the rumor mill to start going. So Columbus is hosting the match, Brandon. Um, the L.A. fan base got a lot of uh, feedback about having those flares and being favored <laughs> in MLS for getting away with it. You sit in uh, uh, in the supporter section. Would that fly at a Dynamo game? <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty lenient on a lot of things in terms of like you can bang on stuff and stand on the seats but no way there's no way we could set off flares it looked so sick on television except for all the smoke afterwards that was kind of funny that it got delayed because of it but you're right there there's no way they let us do it although i wish they would because it did look awesome it looks great and then i remember thinking like man i, I wish this was more common or i wish mls would let us do this and then you see kickoff you're like oh that's why yeah. that's why we don't do this so um i mean yeah it looked it looked awesome but um but yeah i was a pain in the ass like just sitting there waiting for the smoke to clear out and it was like what eight ten minutes until we Dude, could get like it was clear thick too <laughs> like yeah. even if you look back on the recap and like watch like when vela put it on goal it's still pretty smoky it took a while for it to completely dissipate i was waiting for them to make a snoop dog la joke but <laughs> never came to fruition all right, everybody, we had a little technical difficulties there, but we are back up and running 24 hours later. But thanks to the magic of editing, you'll never notice a difference. So, Brandon, let's continue on with our ball in or ball out. Ball in or ball out. Just to make it simple, we decided to talk about the transfer moves that were made yesterday. Ball in or ball out. Players exercised. So, ball in or ball out. The contract options on Luis Caicedo, Tate Schmidt, Thor Olferson and Xavier Valdez being exercised in 2024. Ball in or ball out? Ball in. It's everybody that we need for depth that offers something valuable. To me, the biggest one in that is Tate Schmidt. If you remember our first goal of the season, scored by none other than Tate Schmidt. He's also a strong left back that if like Escobar or Dorsey need a break, he's somebody that we can plug and play and we actually have confidence in. We can bring him in late. He... I like his style. It sucks that he tore his ACL, but I think he'll be on the road to recovery. He's a good depth piece on a championship level team. So ball in for him, especially and everybody else. I love that Thorn Rose is back. I didn't think he would, but great comeback for him. He's only going to grow. Uh, Valdez is also somebody that's promising in goal and he could be the future behind Clark. So everything that we did is a, is a huge yes from me and Caicedo adds depth in the midfield. I'm here for it all. Yeah, no, same here. Um, these were the guys that I all wanted. I'm okay with all of these guys. I felt like I say though had a purpose each each match that he played, and he he fulfilled that role that was expected of him. 
My biggest piece out of this is uh, Xavier Valdez, just because I think he is the future with uh, once Steve Clark decides to hang them up. Um, he needs a few more years to grow and or mature, but more on the pitch, not like not outside of the of the pitch. But I think he can mature a little bit more, get some more playing time for himself. But I, I do think he's your future Houston Dynamo goalkeeper for a good a good amount of time too. Um, and look, I uh, I was pretty critical on Asher coming out on Twitter saying that Thor that the rumors of Thor being gone are false. I mean, <laughs> I guess you know I have to eat crow because look, he's back. Uh, Asher was true to his words, so shouts out to those guys, and I'm glad to see him back. Uh, I, I like the attitude he brings, um, and he was, I mean, <laughs> to see to predict what he was going to wear, what hairstyle he was going to have, that was half <laughs> of the fun this playoff season. And lastly, I'm glad we brought Tate Schmidt back, but talk about a blessing in disguise. I hate saying someone getting hurt was a blessing, but does Dorsey get his shot if <laughs> Escobar doesn't move to the left side? Like, Tate Schmidt getting hurt might have been the most important thing that happened to us this season. That's, uh, you, you know, you're not far off because it's one of those things that maybe Escobar doesn't get to move to the left back. Like, there's so many things that, to say good things came from that is really bad. I know what you mean by it, but at the yeah. same time, you are right. I don't know if Dorsey gets the playing time because Tate Schmidt was showing something. So, it'll be nice to add a little bit more competition back there as well, because I think both of those guys became really comfortable knowing that no one really was threatening them compared to the center back where Mikael knew that teenage and Bartlow were breathing down his neck. I think healthy competition like that is awesome to have. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about having a Columbus type of bench and Tatchman gives us that it gives us more weapons to have on the bench um, for those tight games, like against an LAFC in the, in the postseason. Um, so let's go on to our next ball in or ball out. Ball in or ball out. Players cut. Ball in or ball out. The club declining contract options on Achara, Charles Auguste, Beto Avila, Tine Chedebe, Murana, Daniel Rios, Matias Vera, who's still <laughs> getting paid by us. Um, and then Ford Ivan Franco will not return from his from his loan spell. Ball in or ball out? Anything specifically uh, that catches your eye? The big hurtful one is teenage. He's somebody that before this run, I mean, he was our DP on a team that was extremely sad before Hector, and he was definitely the bright spot. When you had to say who was probably one of our best players. Teenage was probably third on that list in terms of when you started Rat-a-tat-tat. He has such a great attitude. He's so lovable. So to see him go does hurt. But financially and for the team, now that he's no longer a DP slot, like it, I get it. You know, it's one of those I think that every fan is sad to see him go, but that's going to be the sentiment. I get it. He cost us too much. Now, if he comes back on a cheaper deal, that would be incredible. I don't think that's very likely, but you never know. So he's the big one that catches your eye. The other one, I guess, is letting Franco go from his loan deal. I think everybody saw that come coming. He just cost too much money. Everything that we did there, the same way I was ball in on all of us making those signings back, I'm ball in on us bring, uh, cutting those guys as well. Yeah, so if you don't follow us on socials, underscore the way we ball on Twitter or X, um, whatever it's called now, we retweeted <laughs> um, all the transactions that were made yesterday. And for the most part, the Dynamo fan base pretty much feel the same way you feel. Uh, it sucks to see him go. He seemed like he was very well liked in that locker room. 
Um, he was a much needed presence. I felt like he was like a glue guy um, just from what we see on social media and stuff. But it it seems like it was for the betterment of the team. It gives us a whole lot of more cash. It gives us that DP spot and it gives us more flexibility to build off this really strong um, foundation that we've built in this last year or so. So in the in a perfect world, restructure that contract, bring it back cheaper without a DP uh, designation, but I don't see that happening. It's like when you've gotten a taste of the good life, it's tough to go back. When you've had filet mignon, it's tough to go back to 99 cent burgers. So I don't think <laughs> teenage is going to want to take a pay cut after making, I want to say over a million. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, ball in on all the moves. I have no issues with any of those guys not coming back. None whatsoever. Um, which leaves us, speaking of coming back, our last ball in or ball out. Ball in or ball out, bringing back Corey Baird. Ball in or ball out, bringing back Griffin Dorsey. It's a two for one there. So let's start with the obvious one that I think is easy. Dorsey, ball in. Uh, he's probably going to cost a pretty penny because he's earned that pretty penny. I think everybody will understand that we cough up a bit more. I don't think he's going to ask for something that's just over the moon. He'll be fair. I Ball in on bringing, Corey, or bringing uh, uh, Dorsey back. Now, when we talk about Corey, that's a different story. If he's willing to not cost too much money and he's also willing to come off the bench as a super sub, ball in. But if he wants anything else, ball out. I also see Corey could possibly test the field out there. I don't think somebody's going to pay him what he thinks. So I think we might be able to get him as a quote-unquote blessing in disguise where he might test the market for a while, see that the money isn't as big as he thinks, and comes crawling back. I could be totally wrong, but it's just kind of the vibes I get. I don't think anybody was truly fooled by what Corey did this year. I think he was better of the system, and I'm down with the system player. So I am uh, ball in on on Griffin Dorsey. I think every person in Houston is ball in on Griffin Dorsey. Uh, bring him back with the money we're saving with Teenage and, and Franco and all these other moves. I feel like we can afford him, hopefully. Um, the one that I am ball out on is Baird. I, I don't <laughs> even want him as a substitute player. We've seen what he can do. Um, for me, Baird is that assist he had for Medetta in a nutshell in the beginning of the LAFC match. Like he's having everything given to him, but he just can't put it away all the time. And I don't want that in a striker. I don't want it in my substitute, um, in, in my, in my, in my super sub. I'm okay if Baird just doesn't come back in a dynamo shirt, even with the pay cut. Um, I know he had his little scoring reign right after the Super League, I want to say, but I just don't have any confidence in him. And I've told you before, we have a diamond with that midfield. Use it on somebody else. Use it on 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 a better score. I'm just out. I'm just out on Baird. So here's my pushback to you on that. He adds depth where we're really going to need it next season. We play more in the in-season games. We're going to play in the CONCACAF Champions League. We're going to play another cup run. We're also going to have playoffs to contend with. And he's not a bad option if he is starting in a substitution role or a resting role. The problem that I see is we might spend big on this striker, but then do you really trust Thor to take those minutes and really do something? I don't. I think Thor is two or three years away from being that guy. And that's not a problem. I'm down for him to develop and just see some minutes here and there. But for him to play serious time, I think that might cost us games in this case. At least Corey can play our system. And if he's a deep running guy or a, a just play him later, 
I'm here for that. One name we didn't mention was Aleu, and it seems like he was brought back. Um, they didn't mention on any of the uh, Dynamo press releases, and I don't think he was on the graphic, but he <laughs> it seems like he is coming back. He posted on his Instagram he's coming back. Um, so with that being said, I'd much rather give it to Aleu and, and Thor. Yeah, they're not the player that Baird is, but again, it took, it took Tate Schmidt getting hurt for us to see Dorsey really thrive. Maybe we have that with Thor. Baird's better than than Aliu for sure. How old is Aliu? Twenty two. Yeah, I mean he's really 21. young, but at least Baird yeah. can also play the wing like efficiently. Like Corey's a lot. I like Aliu's a project as well. He and Thor, if they could develop over time, like that's going to be a great MLS striker threat. I just think Corey adds the depth that we need to make these late cup pushes next season. I and especially if he comes back on a deal, we would be stupid not to bring him back. So that let's have a little interaction here. Fans, I'm going to clip this and I'm going to put this on TikTok and all of our socials. Are you ball in or ball out returning Corey Baird as a substitute? Um, or how would you word it like that? Yeah. I mean, okay. I'll clip this part out. <laughs> ball in, ball out on him being a super sub. Yeah. Ball in, ball out. Corey Baird returning to the Dynamo as a super sub. Let us know your thoughts, comment, message us. Uh, we want to get a little, a little poll here going on. So, um, all right, Brandon. Well, that's it for our ball in or ball out segment. Let's ball around the globe. Ball in around the globe. This week, I kicked it off. Uh, let's start with you kicking it, uh, starting things off today. So mine is going to be question baited with a lot of fun here. Uh, so let's first start with this. Uh, what do these players have in common? Dirk Kite, John Joe Shelby, Mario Balotelli, and Ryan Babel. Liverpool players? Yes, but these same players also have a connection in 2023. What is that? Oh, that's right. They all play in Turkey. Now, continuing on with this question, one of these players is a head manager. Which one between Kite, Shelby, Balotelli, and Babel is a coach in the Turkish League? Just off age, I would have to say Kite. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, he also sucks. He got fired in his previous job from... 8 day hag, I'm sure I botched that, but he was 17th after 16 games and they cut him and then now he got hired over here. Apparently it's not going to go too well. Now, between Shelby, Balotelli, and Babel, who had the better previous season? Who had the better season? Yeah. Uh, I would... Balotelli. <laughs> She's so in the no, dark. He... He uh, he scored a lot of goals in terms of in terms of efficiency. Four games, three goals uh, for Balotelli, Chavu, uh, John Joe. Uh, ten games, only one goal. But Ryan Babel, the ageless Dutchman, at twenty-seven games, five goals. So he was a uh, somebody that saw the pitch a lot more. But can you believe it, man? Those guys still literally balling around the globe and in the Turkish league. Where also Oxdale Chamberlain is as well. So a lot of Liverpool players making the move there. Is that where he's at? I was just thinking about him the other day. Is he really in Turkey? Well, he's he's probably in the in the yeah. Premier League. I'm assuming, and these guys I don't think are in the Premier. Are they? Do you know? Uh, I looked up. I know their team names. I just don't know what like uh. the divisions are in terms of those teams. I know Kite coaches Kanye Spore. Shelby plays for Rizpor. Balotelli plays for Adnan, and then Babel plays for Eusipor. And again, I butchered all those. I know, but. If somebody knows the Turkish league, they're laughing and being like, oh, silly, man. What's like, what's life like for Balotelli in Turkey? Is he a rock star out there? Do people even know who he is anymore? 
It's like so fascinating he, to me. You think he would succeed if he comes MLS? Currently? Yeah, like if we brought if, if Dynamo brought him in, would you be pulling ball out on Balotelli? I'd I'd be ball out. I'd be ball out with Chillburgers inside that stadium. No, <laughs> ball out. That guy's gonna gain a ton of weight. He's gonna. I mean, like we give Harden a hard time for like enjoying the nightlife a little too much in Houston. I think Balotelli is Harden on roids. Like the guy's I, uh, nuts. Hundred percent. No, he would. Yeah. He'd be exactly James Harden, but just. I don't think people realize the ego on that guy. God, he would be miserable on this team. Totally fall out, but he can score goals, but at a detriment to himself. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right. So my balling around the globe, I have a two-parter for you. Uh, the first, I wanted Ooh. to update everybody on last week. So last week, as I mentioned, it was the J2, the Japanese second division final where Tokyo Verratti played S1 Pulse. Now, just like the Dynamo game against SKC, there was a controversial handball that went in favor of S Pulse. S Pulse scores a penalty kick, and they're up one nothing. In the 97th minute of a seven-minute extra time, Tokyo Verratti scores a penalty and ties the game up. Now, they're going nuts. They're going like they had just won the entire thing, like they just got promoted. Well, I found out they did get promoted. So I found out the hard way in the Japanese league, the better team, the better ranked team gets promoted in a draw. So talk about a heartbreak. It was a fun match. And that, oh, again, man. that's the second division of Japan. So um, it was a blast. Tokyo Variety was actually the first team to ever win the, the Japanese Premier League championship. So they're going back into the Premier League after over a decade of being out of it. Um, so it seems like it's going to be great. And then they're going to have, they have a natural rivalry with the other Tokyo uh, club. So, uh, that should be some fun viewing next year. Dude, people um, don't like PKs like that much, but the way to end that is way worse. Just because you're the higher seed, you move on in a tie game. That is unbelievable. That is like the dumbest rule. And that's because the <laughs> so Japanese dumb. league from what I was Googling has been making changes throughout the years. This format has been the longest they've had it in a good while. But I think after this match, they're going to have to change something. Because to lose your chance of promoting because of a draw, it's, it's yeah, yeah it's died. the worst. <laughs> but uh, that brings us to this week, Brandon. So this week, uh, we are going across the pond to England to League Two. Same league as Wrexham, the, the famous Wrexham, Ryan Reynolds team that he bought. Uh, but we're going to focus on Barrow F AFC. The reason I wanted to talk about these guys, so they were in the FA Cup and they were playing uh, Maiden, Maidenstone United. Uh, they lose 2-1 to Maidenstone. So what Barrow AFC decided to do was refund all of their supporters the, the money they paid for their ticket. It was over 200 fans that made the trip from Barrow over to Maidenstone, and they were offered the option to be refunded for going to the game, even though it wasn't the result they were expecting. Brandon, how do you think it would work if the Dynamo offered their fan base a refund for losing against LAFC, all those that traveled? I was just going to say, everybody that was in LA is probably like screaming like, yes, please give me back my airfare and ticket and also hotel especially in LA, if anybody rented a car plus gas, like you're talking almost a G just easily in those things right there. I think they would be shocked if this front office gave them a dime, even if they paid you just like a hundred bucks. Like there's no way. 
it's crazy to me because like first off it's the early rounds of the fa cup so it's not i don't say it's not that important but it's not as meaningful as like the later rounds uh, but two, the crazier part to the story is that a lot of phones, a lot of fans opted not to get their refund. They wanted the club to keep the cash for the betterment <laughs> of the club um, and to, you know, do something with it. Barrow's having a, a decent year. Um, I want to say they're top five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they're, they're not doing bad at all. So, um, I mean, hey, shout out to the fans for doing what's better for the club. Um, and not taking that refund, but that was nuts to me, and I do not see that ever happening in the MLS. No. Any um, sport if, in America. Oh, that's yeah, actually, that's a that's <laughs> a good point. That is not happening on this side of the pond. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was this week's ball in or ball out. Uh, Brandon, we're getting ready to wrap things up. What do you have going on this week? Are you watching any any soccer now that the Dynamo are out? So obviously like transitioning out of MLS play, I'm I'm going to be paying attention to the final. Like I, I, I want to see how that turns out. I mean, I think this could be a strong match. Now with Bawanga special, he could win. We've covered that. So other than that, I haven't really gotten into anything else. I mean, obviously like I follow Liverpool and I'll be watching upcoming matches for that, but my next goal is to get into like a weird kind of, kind of like how you fell into the Japanese league. It's inspired me a little bit to see like, where, where do I want to go with this? I want to zig when you zag. I grew up in Singapore a long time. So like, that's something that where I'm like hmm, the Singaporean league, I used to uh, go to those in high school, but now apparently it's caught a little bit of coin and uh, there's some players that are taken over there. So maybe I have to buy in and start watching. I have to send you a video. There's a team in Singapore that their homes, their stadium is inside of a shopping mall. And, uh, <laughs> Up and half of it, so like the south end of it is part of the shopping mall's gym. So people are running around the stadium while a game's going on. It's the craziest thing. Uh, and that's, that's pretty south dope, though. <laughs> in Singapore. Yeah, it's sick. I'd, I'd love that. Um, well, for our Liga MX fans, I will be, of course, tuning into uh, the MLS Cup final. Um, got to see, you know, got to see our, our opposition for next year. But I will be watching. And that's why I am wearing the America kit. I will be watching the Liga MX semifinals. We have Club America against San Luis. San Luis is kind of like the Cinderella club uh, in this postseason, and they'll be going against the the powerhouse of America. America finished top of the league um, as far as the table's concerned. Um, I have a soft spot for America just because they have Zendejas, U.S. player, and they have another kid in the academy who doesn't get much playing time, but hopefully uh, he'll get better and and uh and gets more playing time and then on the other side you have Tigres against Pumas. Um I don't know much about either team. I do know there's a few guys on Pumas that I wouldn't mind seeing in the Dynamo jersey um <laughs> that we could probably deep dive into a later episode. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a weekend full of Liga MX, uh the MLS Cup final and did you see that Arsenal match today? Arsenal Luton? No, I heard about it though. Oh my god. It gosh, was like 3-3 so is the last time I heard about it. Three three last second again. Arsenal pulls one out of nowhere, and so they're still on top of the table. So, um, but that's about it, guys. Uh, we will see you next week. We have some exciting things coming for the pod. So just because the season is done doesn't mean we're done. Um, I don't want to give up any any secrets, but we we have some exciting exciting plans for this podcast and just to talk talk soccer in Houston. So. For The Way We Ball, I'm Jamal. And I'm Brandon. And this is The Way We Ball.